Bible, Matthew chapter 21, what a, what a truth. Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, looked over and saw the house, the temple of God. And him knowing the scripture like he did, and being a man of prayer like he was and is, he, uh, he rode up to the temple and got off of that animal and walked into the temple of God. And oh my, he was grieved. What he saw just grieved him to the uttermost. Look in verse 12, and Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, quoting Isaiah 56, 7, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Then quoting Jeremiah 7, 11, but ye have made it a den of thieves. It grieved him, quenched him. And just like 1 Corinthians chapter 6, turn there uh, real quickly. He was in that temple. He saw, he saw those thieves sitting there. He saw it. Why? Because he was in there. He heard their voices. Well, look at this. What? Verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 6. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is where? He's in you. Just like Jesus was in the temple there in Jerusalem, today the Holy Ghost lives in us. Just like Jesus knew what was going on in the temple because he was in the temple, the Holy Ghost knows what is going on in your temple, in my temple too. And, and then notice what it says here in verse 20, For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. And my question to you tonight, are you glorifying God? Have you glorified God today by your prayer life? Because uh, the, the, the temple was to be a house of prayer. So our temple, too, are to be the house of prayer. Amen. And if we are not praying as a temple of God, then we are not glorifying God. And if we are not glorifying God, then we are in sin. And if we are in sin, then our prayers are going to be hindered. And so, let's clean up. Let's get right. Amen? Are you hearing that, us and we? Because, see, this is coming from God to me, too. It's hitting me before it is you. Amen? And so I have to be honest. I have to be honest with the Lord. Lord, I, I haven't glorified you today like I should. I, I, there was times I wasn't even in the influence of prayer. I wasn't even in the spirit of prayer. And Lord, I'm sorry. Amen. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry I let the cares of the world get to me. Busyness. I'm, I'm sorry, Lord. I got too busy to talk to you, and that's, that's terrible. Amen? Yeah, that's a terrible thing. Well, let's pray. Father, I love you. I love you with all my heart. Been loving you a long time. 
been walking with you a long time. And Lord, praying with the pastor tonight, Lord, I, I, I want you to, I want to be able, I want you to be able and, and be allowed to work in my heart tonight and also be allowed to work in the hearts of everyone in this room. And Lord, that every one of us will be very honest with you about this doctrine of prayer, about the teaching to pray without ceasing and praying for the pastor and praying for one another as the church. And then, Father, tonight we're going to, as you know, I'm going to deal with that third group of people. Father, how, how important this group is, just like the family of the pastor, the pastor and his family, just like every family in this church. They're very important. But Lord, this unit that we call the family, mama and daddy and the children, Lord, help me tonight to bring out these truths from your word. Help me, Lord, not to interpret the scripture, just preach it. And Lord, I pray that in my preaching tonight, it will glorify you. That's my desire. And Lord, if I can't do that, help me to sit down and, and just be quiet. Do nothing, say nothing. Just, just sit down and be quiet want to be used. And then, Lord, there may be a lost person here tonight. I sure pray they'll be saved even during the preaching. Maybe right now the Holy Ghost is speaking to them. They'll bow their heads and repent of their sins and cry on you, cry to you to save their soul. sure love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Take your Bibles now and turn to the book of Colossians, chapter 3. Then, when you find Colossians, chapter 3, we'll be, pick up reading in verse 18. Then go over to Ephesians chapter 5, and, um, and then we'll bring the message. If Colossians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 5. Now, there are great commentaries on these two books. Uh, as I have said to you already, uh, I do believe in commentaries. Someone got started, I didn't believe in commentaries. Uh, I, I have over 6,000 commentaries in my library. I, I guess I believe in them, huh? And I read them all the time, and uh, I'm a reader. I love to read, I love to study, to show myself approved unto God. And so, but tonight, I'm going to use the commentary of the commentaries. Yeah. Amen. And that is the commentary, the Word of God on both of these books. And really, 
uh, Colossians says it one way and, and Ephesians says it adds a little more to it and then the Ephesians kind of uh, says it like this and Colossians adds a little more to it and we're going to go back into back into the, these books and then we're going to go over to first temp, uh, first uh, Peter chapter uh, 5 verse chapter 3 and verse 7 and so are you ready for this are you ready are you ready to hear from God are you ready all right, now look in Colossians chapter 3. Now, we're going to start where, where the Bible starts with the family, okay? And, and the Bible starts with the wives. So we're going to start with the wives. Is that okay? Is that okay, ladies? Uh, I'm not going to call you names. I'm not going to tear you apart with the Word of God. And I'm not going whip to you, whip you from the pulpit and all this kind of stuff. I hate to hear a man of God do a lady that way from the pulpit. Amen? And, and so we're going to respect you. We're going to honor you tonight. But we're going to preach what the book says. Look in verse 18, the Bible plainly says, And if every wife in America would do this, our homes would be strong. Uh, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Why are you to be submissive to your, to your husband? Because it is the fit thing to do. Look in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21 and 22 submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We don't have any fear anymore. We don't fear God like we should. But uh, we, we might should uh, uh, get back fearing God again. Amen? Uh, because look, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we're going to have to stand in front of God one day. And uh, it's not going to be, I said it on Monday night, it's not going to be a rose garden uh, uh, judgment. Uh, the Bema seat of Christ is not going to be uh, fun for everybody. Amen. It's just not going to be. And um, so it says here, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And then it says again, wives, uh, ladies, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, if every lady in, in, in local churches across the world would just uh, give their life to the Lord and live for the Lord and honor the Lord and glorify the Lord and pray unto the Lord and so win like, they, like, like God tells them to do and read their Bible like God tells them to do and, and just, just be a good godly lady, amen, then your home would be strong. And then you would have no problem in being in submission to your husband. If you love the Lord, you will have no trouble in being submissive to your husband. Let me say it again. I've said it twice. Uh, some of you, some of you, uh, get a hold of this now. If you will just be godly, if you'll just love God like you should, if you just pray like you should, study your Bible like you should, be holy like you should, you will have no problem in being submissive to your husband and loving him and taking care of him and taking care of the home and taking care of the children and, and being a good wife. Amen. Now, that's all I'm going to say about the ladies. Most of the time, men will, will preach this text. They'll preach about an hour and a half on the ladies, about 
10 seconds on the men and about 10 minutes on the children and they get down. You know why they do that? Because they are men preachers. Amen. They are men preachers. So they tear up the lady. Tonight, I am a man preacher. Amen. And I love God with all my heart. But let me tell you, that's all I'm going to say to you ladies. That gives you an opportunity to say hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. And you ought to take that opportunity right now to say hallelujah, praise the Lord for Brother Beckham and God. Amen. Now, men, it's up now. It's our turn. Look at, look at it. And before you can be a temple of God and that glorifies God, you're going to have to do what I'm going to tell you in a few moments. Husbands, look at it. Husbands, love your wives. And then go over to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse uh, 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husband and everything. Now listen, husbands, love your wives. Don't just love them. You're not just love them. Notice how you're to love them. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify, cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Now, men, let me ask you this. Uh, Benny Beckham, you listen too. Uh, are, you, are, are you loving Benny Beckham? Are you loving Jeanette like Christ loved the church? Men, are you loving your wives tonight as Christ loved the church? And, and, and he loved the church so much that he died for the church. Every man in here should be willing to die for their wives. Amen. The Bible says so. They are our bride. We are to honor them. We are to respect them. We are to uh, be willing to literally die for them if it, if it comes to that. Amen? Now, that's Bible. That is, that is just a pure word of God. And what I said to the wives, I'm saying to the husbands, uh, if we are going to be temples of God, and we are the temple of God, but if we're going to be a temple of God that glorifies God and brings glory to Him every day, every minute of the day, we are going to have to do what the book says to do. And the book says, you love your wife. Amen? Now, uh, let's look at Colossians again. Colossians chapter, um, chapter uh, 3, verse 19. Listen to it very... I, now, men, listen. I, I, I love the preached eyeballs, okay? I, 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 I get so tired of preaching the bald heads and hairy heads. That's all I ever see. When I'm preaching this, this particular message, I see hairy heads and bald heads like this. Uh, look up, look up here, stare at me, I'm staring at you. I have a smile on my face, you smile back to me. Amen? And, 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 but you got to be honest. Now listen to what it says. Now, one man walked out of one of my meetings one night. He said, Brother Beckham, I am so glad you got done uh, when you did. He said, if you hadn't, uh, my, my wife would have caved in all my ribs. She was elbowing me the whole time. I said, well, you shouldn't be a bad husband. You ought to be loving her. You must not be loving her like you should. <laughs> you say, you're a plain-spoken fella. Yes, I am. 
Uh, uh, we, need, we need the pure word of God, folks. We don't need interpretation. We don't need sugar-coated. We don't need nuts on it and syrup on it. We need the pure word of God. We need to hear this. Now, notice what it says, and be not bitter against them. Oh, my, my, my. If, you're, if you get bitter at your wife, you yell at your wife, you run out the door, slam the door, jump in your car, do donuts in the, in the front yard, and run off like a teenager instead of the age that you are. Let me tell you, that kind of stuff doesn't bring honor to God. That doesn't bring glory to God. That, 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 that you have allowed that thief of bitterness to come into your temple and set up the table and, and sitting there in that chair and lying to you and telling you that it's okay once in a while. Everybody gets mad once in a while. It's okay. Just call her old, old, old woman and, and it's okay to do that. No, it's not okay to do that. You're to call her your wife, or my darling, my honey pie, my sweet pie, or whatever you want to, but you're not to be bitter. Adam you're not to be bitter Adam amen boy I don't get many amens on that do I huh but but it's it's true isn't it what does what does Colossians say in your Bible um what does it say in your Bible brother William would you read that verse to me oh okay uh brother John what, what does your Bible say Oh, really? Brother Joseph, what, what did your Bible say? Love your wives and be not. Okay, now. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, 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 do I need to come back there and sit by you? Amen. Oh, my soul. Hey, I would get up, too. Lightning is coming quick. Uh, Read, would you read the verse for me, please? Amen. Hello? Husbands, love your wives. There we go. Amen. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Let me, let, me, let me find one more, one more guy, one more guy, one more. Brother Hopper, yes, sir. read the verse for me. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Yes, sir. Now, is that Bible? Yes, sir. And, and, and some men, uh, the reason they don't like the King James Bible is because it, it, it's, it says that. And it puts them under conviction and it makes them feel uncomfortable. You say, well, preacher, what is the big deal? Brother Beckham, what is the big deal here? I'll tell you the big deal. Look in First, uh, first uh, Peter, First Peter chapter uh, 3, First Peter chapter 3, and um, verse 7. What is the big deal? Look at it. 
Uh, likewise, ye husbands, the well with them according to knowledge. According to my Bible, we as husbands are to know our wives. We are to know their wants. We are to know their likes and dislikes. We are to know, we are, we are biblically to know our wives. Amen. And then it says here, uh, that giving honor unto the wife. Now, boy, let me tell you something. Before, before, we, before we married our dear wives, we courted them, and, and um, we, we sent them flowers, we sent them uh, candies, we, we, we talked mushy to them, uh, and all that stuff. Right, guys? Yeah, I did. I did not still do. Amen. I'm I'm a newlywed. I, hey, I've been married three and a half years. I'm still. I'm. Hey, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. I was married thirty-two years the first time, and three and almost three and a half years the second time, and I've enjoyed it. I call her babe. Hey, babe. She calls me babe, and uh, sometimes I call her sugar babe. And all kind of stuff. What kind of stuff you don't need to know? That's between me and my babe. Amen? And, but I, 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 I honored her before uh, we were married, and, and I would still honor her. Amen? And, and uh, let me tell you, I had a, when I was pastoring, I had a boy... In my church, he was a Romeo. He was one of these pretty boys. I, I used to say, how you doing, pretty boy? Oh, Brother Beckham, don't call me that. Well, you, you just, you're just a pretty boy. You look like a Romeo. Every hair was right. and he, you know, It must have took him 10 hours to get that hair right. And, and he would open the door for his wife, for his girlfriend, and all this stuff. And, 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 and it, it, he was just sickening. Amen. Uh, uh, and I guess I, I, I'm, I'm that way. I, I open the door and I do all that stuff too. Amen. I honor her. That's okay, right? And so here is Romeo. I came to get married. I performed the ceremony. And, and uh, Dr. Hooker, I, I love to throw rice. I, uh, back, we can't do that stuff anymore. You can't do it because of the environmental stuff. But back then, you could, you could, just, you could just throw rice everywhere. And, and they would give me these little packs of rice. And I'd say, take that thing, throw it in the trash. Uh, bring me a 10-pound bag of rice. And boy, when they walked out that door, I just poured the whole bag on them, you know. Uh, I, I just enjoyed that kind of stuff. So here comes, I introduced them to the church, and here goes uh, Romeo out the door with his bride. The car was ready to take off, and he ran, Brother Williams, he ran, and, and he got to the door, and I just knew he was going to open the door. He's been doing it for a year or so, and, and for his wonderful little bride there and he he put her at the door and so excited he ran around and got in the car and left her standing there and and I'm thinking Romeo Romeo you have messed up buddy for a year and a half I have watched you open the door and all this what in the world is Romeo doing and here she is standing out there tapping on the glass. And, and then he dawned on him. Oh, my God. 
goodness. And he jumped out and went around, and, you know, it was just a mess. Amen? But we are, we are to, if we're going to do it when we date them and court them, let's do it when we marry them. Hello? If you don't, if you blow up and, because, let me tell you guys something. Your, your boys are going to be just like you. If you raise them uh, watching you blow up at their mother and do this and do that and not glorify, they're going to be just like you one day. Amen. I see it all over this country. I see it all over this country. And notice what else it says. Uh, honor, giving honor unto the wife, even as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. What is the big deal, Brother Beckham? You haven't told us what the big deal is. Why are we to do this? Well, this is a prayer conference. We're talking about our temple glorifying God and being a house of prayer, right? Okay, look at this. If you're not, if you're not loving your wife, if you're bitter at your wife, if, if you're not giving, if you don't know her, if you're not giving honor to her, notice what it says now. That your prayers be not hindered. See, that's the reason. It's a big deal for us to love our wives. It tries to love the church. Why it's a big deal for us to know her and honor her and respect her so our prayers won't be hindered. Amen? You don't want to wait. I have no regrets. Praise God, I don't have no regrets. But uh, you don't want to wait until... She tells you, I have a lump in my breast and I need to go to see the doctor. And the doctor tells her she has cancer in the third or fourth stage. You don't want to wait until then to, to show love to her. Amen? Uh, you don't want to wait until then to get your prayer life straightened out. Amen? And get your temple cleaned up. Amen? Uh, we, need to, we need to, every day of our lives as men... Uh, it's our responsibility. Our home is our responsibility. Our children is our responsibility. Amen. It's not the wife's place uh, to, to raise the kids. We are to train them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. Uh, as men, as husbands, we are to do that. Now, my question to you is, are you doing that? Is your temple, is your, is your temple glorifying God, or is it full of thieves tonight? Oh, boy, this is important. This is important to a local church being a house of prayer. If homes are in a mess, um, God just stands back. So you have weak homes, you're going to have a weak church. You have strong homes, you're going to have a strong church. Amen. And then I want you to notice again now in Colossians. Mama, mama needs to be right. Daddy needs to be right. And then look in verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things. Why, preacher? For this is right. No, for this is, the, this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Look in Ephesians chapter 6. 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Uh, listen, mom and daddy tells you to do something, you do it. You do it. You don't argue. You don't talk back. You don't give them your two cents worth. Amen. You just do what mom and daddy tells you to do. Hello? Yeah. In my day, there was no talking back. You talk back, you got, you got whipped, and it wasn't child abuse back then. Uh, we didn't even think about calling the law on our parents. Amen. Uh, it was just mom and daddy loves us, loving us. And uh, and dad and I knew when he looked at me with that with those black eyes of his, I knew when he said go to your room. I knew exactly what that meant. And he would always grab me right here, grab me and Tommy by our wrists, and he would pick us up, and he would take that little belt, that leather strap, and he would just whip us like this. I mean, he would let us have it. And uh, I told Tommy, I, he, he, he went, he joined the army and the uh, paratroopers and all that. And I said, Tommy, you was airborne many years before you ever went in the army. <laughs> I, I, hey, I saw you go airborne many times. And I did too. And uh, so, but, uh, yeah. How many of you ever went airborne um, back then, hey, I'm telling you, mom and dad, would, they, loved, they loved the children back in those days, and boy, they just let you have it, amen? And, and the bad thing is, uh, if, you, if you got in a fight at school and trouble at school, and they whipped you at school. Then when you got home, mama whipped you. Then daddy whipped you. Then grandpa whipped you. And grandma whipped you. And every uncle and aunt on the property whipped you. Everybody got in on the whipping of the children. Yeah, boy, good night. Amen. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. It is right. It's the right thing to do. And um, just do it. Just do it. Be good children. Amen. I, I've been trying to find, I've been trying to find this CD of this great evangelist by the name of Oliver B. Green. And Dr. Oliver B. Green, last week I was, I was honored to be able to sit in his library at the Providence College in Illinois, and, and, and I would go down there at night, and I would just sit in there and look at his books and, 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 and write down books I, didn't, I don't have in my library that he did, had in his and, 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 and the story goes is that Dr. Green would preach in those big tent meetings, 5,000 people uh, every night. And he, that old southern preacher would stand and he would, they say, they said he would point his finger at the young people. And he would say, listen, listen to me, you young people. I'm not going to live long. I'm not going to live to be an old man. And young people, do you know why I'm not going to live to be an old man? Because I did not honor my mom and dad. You better listen to me. I want that. I want that CD. Uh, that way when I preach this message, 
I'll, I'll motion to the sound man uh, and he'll mash a button and, and you'll hear that great evangelist begging those young people to live for God and to honor their mom and dad and, uh, and respect mom and dad and do what mom and dad tells them to do without any lip back to them. Amen. And uh, so the, 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 Bible, the Bible is very clear here about the children. And then I want you to notice some, somebody else in this text. It talks about the wife. It talks about the husband. It talks about the children. And then it, it comes back to the fathers. Oh, boy. Not only are you a husband, but you're a father. And fathers, it says here, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. And then over in Ephesians, um, it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, who does it say to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? It says the fathers. Amen. Yes. I've heard men say, well, my, my part is to, to, to make the living. It's the wife's part to take care of the house and the kids uh, and to train the kids. I find that in the Bible. Amen. Amen. It's your place as a, as a dad and as a father to train your children. Amen? Yeah. Because, listen... Uh, I've told this story all over the country. Uh, one night I was preaching from this text, and this 18-year-old boy was out in the lobby, and he said, Brother Beckham, uh, Georgia preaching, like, I really like to hear you, but he said, I won't be back. I won't be back. I said, why not? He said, well, uh, preacher, I... I've, I've told mom and dad I got I got me an apartment and I'm, I'm a, I've left home and he said can I talk to you about somebody and I said no I don't talk to members about members Amen I said no son I said go and get the preacher and then I'll talk to you but I'm not I know I'm not going to do that and he said you don't understand preacher I just want to show you somebody. And he opened the, uh, opened the doors to the auditorium. And there was a man in the pulpit uh, looking at songs. He was a song leader. And he found out he was a chairman of the deacons of that church. And there was a lady at the, at the organ, I guess, was getting ready to, they, I don't know what they were doing. They, the, she was over there and he was up here. And, and I said, uh, okay. And he said, that's my mom and dad. He said, my dad's chairman of deacons here. My dad, my dad is a song leader here. My mom is a Sunday school teacher, uh, organ player. And he said, let me tell you, Brother Beckham, I, I, I'm discouraged. He said, my dad, those two people are the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen. He said, my dad gets drunk during the week, slaps my mother around, then come to church and been doing it all my life, leading, singing, and the chairman of the deacons. All my life, Brother Beckham, I, I've, I've lived in that all my life. I don't have to anymore. I'm 18 years old. I'm gone. I'm done. And, uh, and he said, by the way, my mother is not any better. He, she, she does the same stuff. That discouraged me. 
There's thousands of kids like that today. There's thousands of young men and young ladies, 18 and up, fed up because mom and dad lived a double life and they are discouraged. Amen. So fathers, you're going to claim to be a Christian. Realize you're a temple of God. And you're going to have to live in front of your family like a temple of God. It's, everybody makes mistakes. But we all, but we, there's no place of this everyday, everyday stuff. We all, we all come short. I know that. But when we do come short, let's just get on our knees and say, Father, my kids are watching me. I need, I forgive me and, and help me to, to, to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the, of the Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to do that. Amen. Every, every wife in here tonight, would you just give your life to the Lord? Just, just sell out to the Lord. Just live for the Lord. Love the Lord. Amen. Then you'll be a good temple. Then you'll follow your husband. Husbands, love her. Love her. Tell her you love her. Amen. Just because God, just because you've been married 40 years or 50 years or 30 years or 20 years or whatever, just because it doesn't mean you don't say, honey, I love you. You say, but Brother Beckham, they know we love them, but they love to hear it too. How many of you, how many of you ladies love to hear your husband say, I love you? Come on, don't be ashamed. Do this glory stuff. Amen? Huh? Do this Georgia stuff. Huh? Yes, sir. There's nothing wrong with this. The Bible says lift up holy hands unto the Lord. And um, tell him. And, and the wife, say back to him, I love you too. Then tell the children, I love you. I was 34 years old before I heard my dad tell me he loved me. 34 years old, sitting on the platform, Pastor's Appreciation Day. My dad was not a Christian when I was coming up, and uh, they got in touch with him after he got saved and told him what, he, what they were going to do. And I was sitting on the platform, and I heard my dad's voice over the PA. Good morning, Benny. I love you. And he walked in the auditorium. Wow. Walked up on the platform. Always taught me a man didn't cry. He would whip us, and, and we couldn't cry, but just for a second, that was it. Or you got another whipping. Hard. But he was, he was very, he was a good provider, and he was good good to us, but he just wasn't a lovey-dovey kind of guy until he got saved. And then he came up 
walked right up on the platform. Church was packed that, that Sunday morning and walked up. He didn't shake my hand. He hugged my neck and said it again. Denny, I love you. I'm proud of you. And walked off the platform. Amen. Yeah. Let them know you love them. Let them know. That's the only way we can be the temple of God that we need to be. See, this, this is not optional stuff. I call all these messages essentials to a, to, a, to a temple of prayer, to a house of prayer. If you're not doing these things, there's no need to go into a closet. There's no need to come down here to this altar. If you're not doing this and willing to do this, you might as well forget it. You won't ever have a prayer life until this stuff is in place. Amen? Yeah. Well, let's stand. Father, I love you.